Welcome to Music 316 for Tuesday, November 10th, 2009. We were watching performance of the Ramayana Indian epic from the island of Java in Indonesia. The characters, Prince Rama, the hero of the epic, Princess Sita, Rama's wife, and Lakshmana, Rama's brother. These are the ones that we saw in the opening scene, exiled in the forest because of the trick played on Rama's father, the king, by his new wife. The trick played to get rid of Rama and put her son on the throne. So we find them out in the forest, out in the jungle, alone and in exile. Look at how the shadow puppet master zooms the characters in and out on the screen by moving them towards or away from the light. So you get the loving couple, Rama and Sita. They often embrace and hold each other because they're very much in love. And the brother is devoted to Rama and watches after them and guards them. These puppets can be many things. They can be trees, they can be mountains, buildings, pieces of furniture, or if they're just moving around like this and shaking, they can indicate passing time. So this, you can think of it as a time puppet. And that means that time is passing as they're exiled in the forest. Sita, the wife, has her head down. She's very sad, the saddest of all of them, to leave her family and friends behind and have to live alone in the forest. And time continues to fly past. You hear singing of men and women's voices. The singing expresses the feelings of the characters. And you hear the instruments of a gamelan orchestra. Gamelan, the name is on your handout, is an orchestra of metal idiophones and as you hear, there are also drums and a flute. Your reading for this unit, the Southeast Asia reading on the Javanese gamelan, describes the gamelan orchestra and its instruments. So I won't go into that. We'll get a quick look at some of the instruments later. The puppet master moves the puppets, all of the human characters, the tree or time puppets, and there they hug each other again, the young lovers lost in the forest. And he sings and he speaks lines of dialogue for them. 
He manipulates all of the characters on the stage. There you see him back here in the darkness. And now he brings in two more characters. And whoa, who are these guys? Look how big they are. These are two demons. And the biggest demon is named Ravana. He is the king of Sri Lanka and the king of the demons. He is the embodiment of evil. And so he stands as adversary to Rama, the prince who embodies all that is good and heroic. So this is a battle of good against evil, of virtue against vice. But it's more than that. It's also a battle of refinement and sensitivity expressed in these characters and grossness expressed in these characters. There are two main kinds of characters in the Indonesian theater, and that's taken straight from Indian theater. The one kind of character is refined and polite and sensitive and just all around nice people like Rama and Sita, and they are always the heroes of a story. The other ones are embodiments of evil and of roughness and coarseness and crudeness and clumsiness and all kinds of horrible things. These are the demons. They are always the enemy to be overcome. And you'll hear some of the difference between them just in the way that they speak. Now, listen, you're going to hear the demons speaking with each other. What's that metal clanging that was going on there? Sounded like a bunch of metal things being shaken together. Well, that is a, a, a set of metal plates about maybe a little smaller than the size of my hands that are hanging from a string attached to the wooden box that the puppet master keeps the puppets in. He has a wooden box back there full of puppets. He pulls them out of the box at the right minute and sets them up on the screen. And that box gets used as a musical instrument stand for these pieces of metal that are sitting there on the box. And so they go ch -ch 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 -ch. When he hits them with the hammer that he's holding between the toes of his foot, because hey, he's got his hands full of puppets. He can't play with his hands. And so he has to play the musical instrument with his foot. And so he does that to dramatize and to punctuate the sound of the words of the characters, but especially of these rough demon characters who are not only stupid and mean and clumsy, but they need all of the noise that they can get. They're really noisy characters. These other ones, the heroic <laughs> characters, are quiet and refined. Look at these two guys. Look at the nose on that guy. Look at how his face is exaggerated. His eyes bug out, and he's got a double chin. And, so, and look at his helper here, his hired thug, who comes and helps him. 
with everything. This is what demons are like. Big means stupid and ugly. Okay. Now what kind of a way to talk is that? The demon is always rough-voiced. That's a demon. The nice characters are refined and so nice and you can just see them smiling when they talk and they're so sweet to each other and to everybody else and they're very polite and they act so nice but you're a demon in your face. You know what? This reminds me of Budweiser, the king of beers is coming through. <laughs> or the new mayor of Truckville, the Dodge Ram. Or come and see our new Raptor truck. I mean, you hear those commercials all the time, right? I mean, why do you suppose some people in the world are afraid of Americans? It's because they're all demons over here. <laughs> or at least we've sure got a lot of them. So. Uh, there's demons all over the world, but here this one is from Sri Lanka, and he's about to make life hell for Rama and Sita. Oh, and he changes into a deer, a golden deer, or rather, rather his um, his servant changes into a golden deer. And the golden deer comes running around the forest clearing where Rama, Sita, and Lakshmana are staying. Sita points to it and says, look at that deer. That's the most beautiful thing I ever saw. <laughs> Rama, I want that deer for a pet. Please get me that deer. And Rama says, oh, sure, my love, whatever you want. It is a beautiful deer. And so Rama and his brother go off in the woods to chase the deer and the deer leads them deeper and deeper into the woods. They're still trying to catch the deer. There's the deer, turns around, up, whoa, and the deer gets away. And after they chase them for a while, Rama and Lakshmana get frustrated and kind of confused and forget what they're supposed to be doing, that is catching the deer as a pet for Sita, especially when the deer kicks them like that. And they start thinking of it differently, and they kind of blow their cool and say, all right, deer, we'll get you. And so Rama pulls out his magic arrow and his magic bow, and he shoots, and the arrow goes flying. That was an arrow puppet. There went the arrow through the air. There's the deer. There's the deer. Oh! And the arrow got him and he falls down dead. But of course, being really a demon, he changes back into his demon form and flies off. Meanwhile, back at the clearing, Sita is waiting there alone. And look who shows up behind her. Ravana, the demon king.
And being a demon, he can't help but gloat and show off a little bit to impress the beautiful Sita. And then he grabs her and runs off through the jungle. And the gamelan orchestra is playing some fast, tense music that's used at times when there's a crisis going on in the plot. And time passes. Sita is in the jungle with the demon and his henchmen when Garuda, the magic eagle, flies down and lands <coughs> next to her and says, Sita, what's wrong? What are you doing out here by yourself? And Sita says, oh, magic eagle, I'm, I'm so upset. I've been kidnapped by demons. And they're hauling me off to Sri Lanka. Please go tell Rama. And the eagle flies off to tell Rama. But the demons catch him. Up and he's got his sword out. Oh! And the eagle flutters and falls down, mortally wounded. And the demon says, I am the greatest, and flies off. But Rama and his brother find Garuda the eagle just before he dies. And with his dying breath, Garuda says, Rama, Sita has been stolen by Ravana and is being carried off to Sri Lanka. And Rama then decides that he has to round up an army and go invade Sri Lanka to go get Sita back. And so now Rama and his brother are starting to recruit the army. Everybody starts to do martial arts exercises. Sitting out where you are, are a group of women and children watching the shadow puppet play on the screen. Behind the screen, besides the puppet master and the musicians, are men of the village who traditionally sit behind the screen and watch what the puppet master is doing. That's changing a little bit now and you find more people wandering back and forth between the front and back of the screen to get the other side's point of view. The puppets are made of thin pieces of leather mounted on thin sticks. And you see that they make them with hinged joints in the shoulders and elbows so you can move the arms around and do all kinds of arm movements. Um, some of them might have hinged legs or other parts. 
that you can move to. The leather is so thin that it's translucent. If you put a bright light behind it, the light shines through. And the leather of the puppets is painted or dyed in different colors, which you can't see in the shadow, but you can see it from the side behind the screen. And now there's Hanuman, the monkey god, riding a horse puppet. Hanuman is a monkey god who Rama finds in the jungle while he's recruiting his army. And Hanuman turns out to be the most valuable recruit that, uh, that Rama gets for his army because he becomes the hero that is responsible for victory over the demons. At this point, Hanuman is leading the army and um, this thing down here is an army puppet representing hundreds or thousands of soldiers. It looks kind of like a bus with windows, but it really represents the marching army coming on behind Hanuman. And then Rama and his army encounter the four clowns. And the four clowns are these guys here. Look at this. Guy, he's almost as fat as Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> and this one is absurdly skinny and tall, and they are all very, very weird looking and very funny looking. <laughs> the puppet master is speaking all their voices. And of course, he's hammering with his foot hammer against the metal plates. See, there's a riff. Now they hold the dialogue back and forth, and the clowns are there for comic relief. So while Rama and um, Lakshmana and the other officers of the army are talking about all of the great ideals of heroism and loyalty and trying to help the oppressed and so forth and so on. The clowns are saying, well, we, we don't want to go. That's not our fight. You know, we're just poor people. We just live the best way we can. Why should we get killed for fighting over somebody else's woman? Um, you know, let's just let us, um, let us live and let live. I'm sorry, a little bit more there. And so there's a lot of slapstick humor about the, um, the clowns wanting to get out of the fighting. But um, the biggest reason that the clowns are there is they're the only ones who speak English. I mean, uh, not literally, they're the, although in this play they did sometimes. But um, um, they're the only ones who speak a language that anybody can understand. Because all of these refined characters and the demons speak an old language that nobody speaks anymore, an old literary language that you find books written in and that used to be a living language, but now it is a dead showpiece language with very beautiful poetry and very nice literature, but very few people in the audience can understand it. And so the clowns come in every once in a while to 
speak in plain language that everybody can understand, and they uh, summarize what's been going on in the plot so that other people can understand it too. So they are very, very important in, in, in this theater. Hanuman, the monkey god, gets sent on ahead to Sri Lanka as a spy. And he sneaks onto the island of Sri Lanka, actually he jumps across the water that separates it from India. And he goes to the capital city and he goes to Ravana's palace. And in Ravana's palace, he finds Sita, who says, oh, I'm so glad to see you. Please tell Rama where I am. And so he starts to leave the palace to go back and tell Rama. And as he's trying to leave the palace, he encounters some of the demons who are helping Ravana. And so here. Hanuman. Um, you notice that Hanuman is painted white. And um, um, for some reason, Hanuman is always white. Um, there's a story um, from somewhere in Indonesia. The location changes depending on which version of the story that you hear. Um, a man who was washed ashore from the ocean uh, long, long ago, uh, who made it to the beach. And uh, he smiled and waved at everybody. And everybody said, oh, look at that cute big monkey. Uh, we'll keep him for a pet. And so they kept him in the village square, tied, tied up, and everybody would bring him food. Uh, and pet him and laugh at him and say, oh, what a cute monkey. He is. I don't know if that's a true story or not. It sounds like, sounds like one of those urban legends, although it may, might be a village legend. Um, hard to tell. Anyhow, here's Hanuman, the white-colored monkey god, confronting a demon. And we'll see how a monkey can make a monkey out of a demon. Is that the right way of saying it? Anyhow. <laughs> Hanuman knows a lot of martial arts moves. fast, and he literally can run circles around the demons. And he seems always able to jump out of the way and come back and hit the demons when they're not looking. a little monkey against a big strong demon. So he has to be 
has to do something other than just run fast and jump fast. He has to use his brains, and everybody knows that monkeys have more brains than demons. Ah, says the demon. I guess I scared him off. so tough. Nobody better mess with me, he says. Did he drop dead? I must have really hit him hard last time. But he says, I can't quite believe he's dead. Hanuman isn't really dead. He's just faking it. And he's getting ready. For his best trick of all. Question about that on the midterm? What did he do to that demon? Wasn't very nice. And so, with the great help of Hanuman, Rama's army invades Sri Lanka. And Rama once more brings out his magic arrow. But this is the extra special magic arrow with the snake wrapped around it. And there's Ravana of the Demon King. Ravana dead, and the demon army is defeated. I'm going to rush this just a little. 
There's Rama and Sita back together again. At last, holding hands together once more in love. And all of the army, all of their helpers show up. The brother and Hanuman the monkey king and everybody who helped them win this great victory over the demons. And so they go back and live happily ever after, or do they? Actually, there's another version of the story that ends with this victory. They go back to the kingdom and Rama's father abdicates in favor of Rama. They kick out the evil queen. And so Rama and Sita become the king and queen and they live happily ever after. But there's another version of the story that after all of that, this is the next version of the story, people in the kingdom started talking and gossiping and saying, yeah, but what was Sita really up to on that island when she was alone with that big handsome hunk of a demon? And um, so finally the stories get so, um, so pervasive and everybody's talking about them. And um, it's lucky, lucky they didn't have Twitter and the internet, but it didn't matter because stories spread like wildfire through the population and pretty soon everybody in the kingdom believes that Sita is a whore and Rama says we, we can't have this. Um, Sita, for the sake of the kingdom and for your own protection, I'm going to send you into exile. And so he sends her into exile and everybody lives unhappily <coughs> ever after. But then there's another version of the story that after Sita goes into exile, she goes up to the Himalaya mountains in the north and lives meditating in the cave in the Himalaya mountains and all of the gods appear to Sita and they vouch for her honesty and her faithfulness and they go back to Rama and Rama says, oh what a fool I've been and he goes and brings Sita back to the kingdom and they're reunited once more and they become king and queen and they live happily after. And then there's another version of the story, but you get the idea. These stories never end. You can always have another twist added to the plot. Rama, by the way, is not an ordinary human being either. He is an incarnation, an avatar of the god Vishnu, one of the three supreme gods of the Hindu religion. And Sita, his wife, is a goddess also appearing in human form. Now here's another Ramayana from Cambodia. This is a Khmer or Cambodian court dance. And instead of shadow puppets, the characters here are played by human beings. Here's Rama. Here's Sita. And here's Lakshmana, the brother. And they are in exile in the forest. Rama is Mr. Green Jeans here. If you want to keep um, track of who's been. And so they're out there in the forest um, near the ruins of Angkor Wat, it looks like. And you see, you can hear that there's an orchestra playing in the background. It has wooden xylophones and a flute, and people are singing.
and like the Javanese shadow puppet Ramayana, the singers express the thoughts and the feelings of the characters on stage. <laughs> King's brother plucks a flower and offers it um, to his sister-in-law. And while they're out there in the forest, of course, somebody comes along and sees them. And it's the evil demon king. Gods and demons have many names. One of the other names for Ravana, the demon king, is literally ten throats. And he's called that because one of the forms that he appears in has ten heads, and that mask had nine little heads on top of his own head. Now here's the golden deer illusion, and the deer comes and lures Rama and Lakshmana off into the forest. I'm going to rush through this. And of course, Rama shoots the deer. Now, this is a monk illusion. This wasn't in the Javanese version of the story, but an evil monk comes along who's actually the demon in disguise. And then he changes back into his demon form and takes Sita off to Sri Lanka. And he tries to seduce Sita. You are a very evil giant, he says. I don't love you. Full of anger, the giant becomes more coarse. He says, whore. And he starts cussing out Sita and tells how he's going to um, overcome her and rape her and do all this stuff. Well, guess who this guy in white is? This is Hanuman, the monkey god. And he's showing up there to fight the demon king. And he brings Rama and Lakshmana. And of course, you know what happens from then on. There is Hanuman. And there's the army coming in. And they have the big fight and kill off all the demons. And yay! The good guys win again. Good guys have to win. That is part of the Southeast Asian theater, the traditional theater that came with the stories from India. Is so, Hanuman a good guy or a bad guy? Sorry, what? Is Hanuman the monkey god a good guy or a bad guy? Hanuman's a good guy. He helps them kill off the demons. Right. Yeah, <coughs> including by, using, by, by fighting dirty, as you saw in the shot of yeah. Sorry? Where is this video from? Where is this video from? Yeah. This is from a, um, a PBS special on the 
of Cambodian Royal Ballet. <coughs> I put credits for these on the streaming video examples too. You can um, see them there if you want a, a, better, a, a better look than um, this, this quick look that we're getting in class. So now everybody is together and everybody lives happily ever after. Now just a little bit of a third version of Ramayana. The third version is from the island of Bali in Indonesia. The first one was Java in Indonesia with the shadow puppets. This one is Cambodia on the Southeast Asian mainland. And then Bali, where we see this version. This is a Ketchak dance performed <coughs> by a gamelan swara, or a vocal gamelan orchestra, where the, the vocalists are imitating musical instruments as a few people perform on stage. There are well, not a few people, but a few of the characters. And this one starts later in the Ramayana story. It doesn't have the part about them in the jungle. It doesn't have the golden deer. It doesn't have the kidnapping of Sita. Rather, we start in Sri Lanka after Ravana has taken Sita to his palace in Sri Lanka. And I'm going to have to turn the lights out for this one because it's performed in the dark by torchlight. Who do you suppose that is? That's Sita. And who's that voice in the background going, Aah! That's a demon. That's Ravana. And we'll see him in just a minute. Everybody's asleep. Everybody isn't asleep because you'll see a few people crawling around on their hands and knees. Who are they?
getting the idea that there's somebody else there. going on. One man is singing a melody that uh, one of the instruments in the orchestra would play. It goes (laughs) Another voice is going Representing a gong that you play in the orchestra to mark the time. And then finally, all of the other voices are interlocking and saying syllables in between the syllables that other groups are saying. Chuck chuck, 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 and you fit all of those together and they make that sound that sounds like chuck 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 chuck, but it's not. It's a bunch of voices locking together. young girls in a state of possession by gods, and the young girls would speak prophecies coming from the mouths of the gods about things that were important to the people that they lived with. But in the 1930s, a German artist living on Bali fell in love with these performances of the Kachak, the dance for young girls, and he said, you know, those voices that you say are imitating the sound of frogs croaking, you could say that they were imitating the sound of monkeys, and you could put on a play of the Ramayana and charge tourists money to come to that. And so this version of Kachak was born, the theatrical Ramayana, with the voices that used to be frogs now representing monkeys, and dancers added to represent the characters 
of the Ramayana, and it became one of the world's great examples of tourist art. No longer an ancient ritual, but now something that is performed all over Bali as a money-getting device for villagers transitioning into a global economy and trying to earn hard currency by bringing in people from outside. It's gone from being a local art form to becoming part of the world entertainment scene, and it's been very successful. If you ever get a chance to see a live performance of Kachak, go to it. it you won't regret it. So, the review session Thursday is in the fishbowl. The fishbowl is just inside the main entrance of the School of Music. It has glass windows, so you'll be able to see people getting together for the review session in there.